Exit 52 podcast, instant analysis time after a comprehensive 34-17 win for the Ravens over, let's just be honest, a pretty bad Dallas Cowboys team. The Ravens ran all over the Cowboys, 37 carries for 294 yards on the night. Lamar Jackson, a couple of TDs. Uh, in the air and a couple on the ground as the Ravens really in the second half, this thing was never um, that much in doubt after the Ravens um, got out ahead overall thoughts from you guys on really a win that was very expected, but nice to see after what has been a wild uh, about five or six weeks for the birds. Just feels good, man. Like we are supposed to win this game. We, we thought that coming into the year uh, as the year went on, it was like, okay, Cowboys, that's going to be an easy win. And then all this has unfolded over the last month or so where it just felt like we went into a dark hole. We were just never going to come out of it. It was exhausting. It felt like it's been months since Lamar Jackson's been on a football field. And then he went out there and and played a good, not great game. He he did what he was supposed to and they ran the football well, but just seeing him out there having fun and winning a football game just feels good. Just feels good. So that's, I mean, that's my short version. Um, we'll get into it deeper, but right now, uh, you just kind of have to take a win when you get one right now with, with, I mean, we've got, there's still guys missing. We're not at full strength, but, um, we know what we have to do to go make the playoffs. And it started with winning tonight and, uh, we did it without too much concern. Um, it worked a little hard in the first half there, but we got out in front, uh, midway through the third quarter and kind of coasted towards the end, but you know, we earned it and, uh, it feels good. It just feels good. I, I know we talked, I think it was before the Redskins game, or I'm sorry, the Washington game, where we talked about a team, the get right game, where you want to, you know, play someone and get your feedback under you. The Cowboys are the perfect example of that because their defense was disgusting. I mean, it was, it was bad. And again, if there's a game where Lamar's had one practice in two weeks um, and, and, you know, guys are dropping like flies, you got Des Bryant basically getting pulled out of layup lines right before the game. Um, I mean, you know, with your makeshift offensive line, stuff like that, if there's a defense that you want to play, it's this one. It's not the Steelers. It's not the Browns next week with Miles Garrett. It's the, the, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it was – they were terrible. And like you said, I thought, I thought Lamar was good. He wasn't great, but he, this isn't a team that you need to – you don't need great Lamar to, to, to beat this team. And I think we saw that. Um, you know, it was – everyone thought it was going to be a weird game early on. I mean, you got the um, Lamar pick. And then you had, you had the Tucker miss, which everyone was kind of like, oh, man, here we go. This is going to be it. And then it just quickly, the tides went in the other, in the Ravens' favor. And, and again, I mean, I don't remember a time thinking that the Ravens were going to lose this game. It was, it, was, it was over the second that, you know, the two, that the two teams got out there, I think. Um, but I will say credit to Andy Dalton because I feel like anytime that guy gets on a football field, he, he just battles his ass off. He's played on a lot of bad teams, including this one. And I mean, he had a decent night, but uh, you know, it, it, he he. It seems like he always plays the Ravens decently. So, shout out to him. But you know, it was it was a pretty it was a very boring game. I think it was it was it just it seemed like it was just going on and on and on and on, and and there just wasn't much substance to it. For somebody who hasn't seen their football team play near full strength in a while, like that was so refreshing to me. Oh, but I'm sure. I'm sure. How awful and. I mean, to a degree, when the Ravens had the football last week against Pittsburgh, you were just waiting for for the Bob to just make a, a big error or you were just hoping we could string two consecutive plays together. 
just running the football right down somebody's throat like we saw we um, the Ravens do so many times last year was it was just refreshing. It was kind of like getting back on a bike, um, which is just kind of what the doctor ordered. Exactly what you said. Get right. Um, kind of get her feet under us. Kind of like preseason week four, and now the the going gets a little tougher next week with a with a monster game against Cleveland. Their their first win in exactly a calendar month too. Colts that Colts game was November eighth. So yeah, it's it's literally been a month since they won a game. That feels like an incredibly long time ago. That win uh, over the Colts. I think that really the the reason there was it felt like there was not a lot of stress in the game was once you saw the Ravens establish the run with that much um, sort of fortitude as they went through. It just felt like there was never going to be a big situation where the Cowboys could stop them to get off the field to make some sort of push. And then it also never felt like Andy Dalton was going to make enough throws. I really do think. The Cowboys have some weapons there. I mean, Cooper is good. CeeDee Lamb is going to be a very good receiver. Their offensive line is terrible. Their defensive line is terrible. Um, and ultimately, they couldn't win up front for the most part, um, even with the Ravens with a hobbled Calais Campbell. Um, and their, their, their best offensive player might be Nick Martin, and nobody really talks about it. Yeah. Um, huge. So they were, yeah, and that, so they they were able um, to do a couple of things, but um, the Ravens being able to average about seven nine uh, seven point nine yards per carry um, in this game made it pretty easy. The comment I would make about Lamar Jackson was, you know, and I think you tweeted it, Banks, that you know everyone focuses on the bad plays and you don't focus on a lot of the good plays, and obviously he continues to miss on throws that he needs to make. Um, the one to Boykin that, that, that Aikman pointed out with the form was, was not good. Even the one to the Boykin in the back of the end zone, where there's a lot of traffic back there, but he just threw it at the ground. Um, essentially, he made some bad throws. And I thought the one – I mean, Hollywood Brown could have maybe made a, a better effort on the one that was the pick, but that ball is way out in front. I mean, that's going to be a tough play to make. I'm not I sure don't think did. it was way out in front. It was a little out in front, but I think that that's a throw when you want to hit him in stride and, and have him catch it on the run. He put it – maybe three inches too far out, but the effort was piss poor. Bad effort, but it's not, I mean, it's still not a good throw. I mean, it's still got to be a throw that's a better throw for me. Um, but the, the thing that I thought he did a good job of was I think this year he has tried to force a lot of things down the field, especially on third down in situations where he can just get to the sticks with his legs. And he did that a lot tonight and just took the yards that were there and went and played his kind of game. Lamar Jackson doesn't have to, with the way he's, he plays, you don't have to make the third and eight throw down the field over the middle of the field like a lot of other guys do. Just go get the first down and keep the chains moving. I thought he played within himself um, in terms of that game a little bit more tonight, which was encouraging to see because I think at times we've seen a lot of frustration out of him because he tries to make a big throw down the field. The Ravens don't have the weapons for that right now. Um, just go get a first down. Um, and he yeah. did that on a few occasions. He looked really, really crisp. And I thought with the concerns coming out of having no practice, I thought for the most part, he looked pretty good. I think you also tweeted it, Brian, like you, you have a guy who has not practiced, he's practiced what one time in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have some natural things flaw on you. And I thought he looked in control of the offense tonight. Agreed. And I, I think it's, it's incredible the throw he made in terms of the timing of it to, to Marquise in the back of the end zone there, because that's like such a timing play where you, you practice when you make that double move and the way that he looked um, to one side of the field and then knew he was there and put it right where it needed to be. That's like such a play that you need to have, you know, rhythm to and, and practice. And it was, it was like one of Lamar when he was rolling in the second half of last season kind of throws. 
kind of like one he made to, to Seth Roberts against the Jets last year. It was, it was almost shocking because it's been a while since he's made that throw and he hasn't really tried to make too many of those throws, I guess. Like, I mean, we, it, it was really refreshing. It just felt like I said, it felt like, felt like old times again. And it's um, the most life I've seen from this team in a while. And I think we all know what they're capable of. And that's why, at least for me, my expectations for what this team is capable of at the end of the day hasn't changed. Um, and, you know, it's just, I'm not, I'm not giving up. Like, I, I think that they have what it takes to get to the playoffs here. And once they make the tournament, I think they're capable of doing anything. Yeah, I think the, the one thing when you turn it over to the defensive side, the Cowboys sort of under the radar got around 400 total yards in this game. And it wasn't the most, you know, at times I thought the Ravens could have gotten off the field in some situations. And I think the secondary looked a little pared down with the guys out. Um, I don't think it looked totally up to strength. Um, and that's a concern moving forward. I think the Ravens also just need to get more pressure. I mean, I, the, the injuries are happening up front. At some, I mean, I think I feel like I'm a broken record every week. Yannick Ngakwe has got to get to the quarterback at some point. Like, you have got to make an individual play and get there um, to get the Ravens mm. off the field in some of these situations. Uh, I believe the Ravens had one sack. I should have the stats in front of me, and I don't. Um, I believe they only had one sack in this game, and that was one is sack for eight yards. Oh, yeah, one, it was, that, was, that was late in the game. That was late in the game. Um, and Calais Campbell, and they talked about it a little on the broadcast, and I think there was some scuttle on Twitter. He looked like he was hobbling around there a little he bit was, of times. He looked gassed. There was a couple of plays that he was chasing from the backside, and he just didn't have that step. Yeah, yeah, he did the he did the come get yeah, me. He did come yeah. get me. He was there. We're, we're you, done here. But you notice when you get your guys back a little bit, I mean, Brandon Williams makes a big play to, to stick his paw up there and get a hand on the ball, and then Patrick Queen makes an unbelievable athletic interception. So there were some positives there with guys getting back. Um, but I think the Ravens' defense is going to have to clean up a couple, play a little bit better to beat a better team. I mean, this Cowboys team really, I mean, left a bunch of points on the team. I mean, Greg Zerline just didn't show up to the park tonight. Uh, I, you know, maybe he tossed, saw Tucker miss and thought it was just sort of time to miss everything, but – uh, the Cowboys left some points on the table there. And uh, so that Ravens defense is going to have to be a little bit better. Uh, I think they played, you know, kind of a B game, a B minus B game. It was a B. Uh, that's and, all it and needed that was to enough. Be. And I, yeah. I think just as Eric said with Lamar Jackson, where you don't need great to beat this team. I mean, this Cowboys team is, is Jeez. so, so we're doing what we do every week here. Um, as we're, as we're going through the instant analysis where we get all the, the uh, interview post-game interviews from the players coming in and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't know if you're reading all this on Twitter, but um, hasn't really gotten his taste back. Um, so that's, 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 that's a bit concerning. Um, still can't taste or smell, uh, but he says, I'm good now. wouldn't wish that on anybody is what Lamar says. And then he has all these other things that are just, um, it's refreshing to hear him in a good mood again and just see him having fun. Definitely was having a lot more fun. I'm not like I'm not listening or watching this, but I can see through the words of the tweets um, that he even when he's saying, "When I found out I had COVID, I was ticked off. I was going through a lot of emotions." I can tell he's he's saying that in like a I, I've got through to the other side, like very positive kind of manner. Like um, it's just good to see my guy back. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. You could hear him. I think when it was Jalen Smith chasing him out of bounds where I think he was laughing hysterically. I said that to my, to my roommate. I don't, 
I think they were both laughing. I, th- I think they were too because they both patted each and other. Both, just and, a couple boys playing ball, and that's exactly yeah, what you want to see. It was, it was one guy. Yeah, it, it exactly. It looked like you were out of recess playing with your buddies, just cracking up. And so, I mean, you could hear it loud and clear. I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, like you said, I, and I think that was the biggest takeaway. It was like he was having fun. I think he wanted to get some of those hits. It seemed like he was staying up a little bit and was like, especially like late in the fourth quarter, there were some plays where. <laughs> I thought he was going to go out and he spun like almost back into the field. And it's like, I think he missed that. I think again, that's just his like competitive nature. Like he wanted to be out there. He wanted to take those licks. He wanted to, to, you know, be, be one of the guys, you know, having to get up off the ground. But yeah, he was, I mean, this seemed like a game last year, like against the jets where he's just the game's in hand and they're just having fun. and, And again, he's just spinning it. Yeah, absolutely. I think he he looked like he was in a good mood throughout this game, and and maybe that. I mean, yeah. Hey, I mean, this is weird to say. Maybe that little break he had kind of refreshed him a little bit. Not from a physical standpoint, because you have COVID, but <laughs> mentally, I think that dude just didn't look like he was having much fun on a football field, and perhaps um, he's having more fun now. We have to go through this Des Bryant thing as he is now retweeting everyone that tweets a glass of wine at him. You guys are a glass of wine. He's now retweeting all of the people that sent him a bottle of wine. I mean, this Ravens season continues to be unbelievably bizarre. Uh, this was just the latest chapter. If somehow you are under a rock, I think anybody that listens to this podcast knows what happened here. Des Bryant has the has the inconclusive COVID test, um, the PCR test inconclusive. They run it again during the day. He is once again inconclusive. They then he then goes out on the field for warmups and gets pulled off the field, gets another a POC test, and that's positive. He then goes on Twitter and is obviously full of emotion. And it was funny, he was tweeting emotionally as they were running a really poignant piece on the Fox pregame show about how he dealt with some mental health issues when he was trying to come back, how he didn't know if he's going to come back as Des Bryant tweets that he's going to shut it down for the rest of the season. He has now recanted that and says he's going to be safe and come back. And now he's tweeting glasses of wine. I mean, what, I mean, what a saga throughout the last four hours. Hmm. It's just kind of classic 2020 at this point, as crazy as that is to say. I thought that we, uh, for the first half of the season, did a really good job of not making 2020 more than what it was. And then we've done the exact opposite the last month. We've just been kind of the face of this entire thing. And tonight was just another chapter. Like, usually that would be like, oh, my God, what is going on? Like, the sky is falling. It's just par for the course for the last two weeks. Like, this didn't even phase me. Oh, Des Bryant has his positive for COVID. Yeah, because of course he is. Like that just makes total sense. It's the way things are going. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're, my wife and I are getting my daughter out of the bath, and I come down right at eight o'clock. You know, like all right, let's sit down and watch the game. And I get on Twitter, and all I see is is des 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 des, and I'm like, what, what's going on? Like game hasn't even started yet. And then I'm reading up on that, and again, yeah, it's like any other year it would have been like, holy crap, what, like what is going on? But now it's like, yeah. Seems about right. I'm surprised there wasn't more players. Like, I'm surprised there wasn't Lamar again or something like that. But, again, I was telling you guys, I didn't even think that was Des really tweeting. And then he just kept tweeting throughout the night. I want to – like, is, was he still in the stadium? Or they had to make him leave, right? No, they sent him home. They sent him home. I, so, he's probably, home. he was probably just in the back of an Uber or, like, a, he was in the back of some car just furiously typing away. I mean, that was – yeah, and, like, the timing of them showing that segment on Fox, I guess, and then – 
him saying that, that he was going to retire and all that. I mean, it was, it was 2020 in a nutshell. I don't, it's an, I don't know. It's, it's an incredible storm of tweets. Like it, I'm just, I have them all in front of me at one, at one point he tweets, I'm about to drink some wine and cope. And then a couple minutes later says, since I'm out, do you guys want to hear about the businesses that I've been working on? So yeah, we'll like- see what we hear about. We, we did. And, and we have to say through both the show account and through your account banks, we did offer Des a spot on the show. Uh, he did not respond. So, but we, you know, we have to do our due diligence to try to get the movers and shakers on the show. He did not come on. I, I really, in, in all seriousness about it though, I, I can, he, he tweeted, the crazy thing to me is I have the same damn routine. This shit did not make sense to me. I think the, one of the things that really kills these guys mentally about getting COVID and COVID is awful on a bunch of different levels for so many people and has affected so many people. But when you're trying really hard not to get it and you're one of these guys and you're trying to do all the things you're supposed to do and then you get it, I really think that kind of destroys these guys mentally. I think that was the same thing with Lamar. It's like I've done everything right. How did this happen? And that seems to be – that indicates to me that that was sort of some of Dez's um, mental I, struggles. I will, say, I will say, too, a weird thing that I've seen is you still see a lot of the Ravens on posting on Instagram or Twitter and stuff like that out to eat during the week. Out, you know, and, again, Mar- it was, Marlon Humphrey does it all the time, but he's, he already, he's already had it. But it just it, – to me, it's like if you're these guys, I'm not yeah. posting that I'm out at a restaurant. I'm not – and again, I don't know if that's a Willie Sneed posted that he was at the movie theater on Thanksgiving and then tested positive like two days later. Yeah, it's like, guys, just come on. Because again, it's like maybe Dez was doing all the right stuff. And, I, you know, maybe he daps someone up in the locker room. And, and again, that that derails him. But again, if I'm these guys, like I'm, I'm not posting that stuff. Go out if you want. Go out. Do whatever, you know. If you want to go out to the movies, do it. But it's like, don't not a great look if you're putting it out there and then half your team gets gets you know test positive for it but that that's it that's a story for another podcast yeah i think it's 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 definitely a weird thing to balance because these guys obviously i guess want to showcase what they're doing but there's also probably some pr you could do a better job in if not posting that stuff um definitely pretty interesting and what a saga for des now he's obviously going to be out for a little bit uh the ravens got a miles boykin touchdown tonight in his stead. Uh, he almost messed that up too. He almost messed yeah. that up. Out of witness protection, almost tripped. Uh, <laughs> but Miles gets himself into the end zone. Uh, I really thought we'd see more of Devin Duvernay in this game. I just don't think the Ravens felt like they needed to throw, and they really didn't when you, you run for almost 300 yards. What was 17 pass attempts to something like well, 12 for, they only 12 had for 17. 54 plays total, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. 54 yeah. plays, 401 total yards, 7.4 yards per play, which will get it done. Yeah. For the most Always part. Always get it done. 200, 294 yards on 37 carries. That will also get it done. And qu- quick question going on the rushing stuff. W- w- does, does Mark Ingram have something in his, con- in his contract saying that he has to get X amount of carries on the first uh, drive of the game? Like, especially after seeing what, what Gus and Dobbins and uh, what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, like, why is Ingram even playing still? This, I mean, it's, it's and, and again, we've story. talked about it before. It's nothing new, but. I do think he had a tick more burst on some of those runs, but that's not late saying in the much. Game, I think he did. Yeah, late in the game on those two runs down um, near the red zone, it looked like he had a little bit more to him. So that's encouraging, not coming from having a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, when, when, when Edwards, hit, when Edwards 
can just run in a straight when Gus Edwards can run in a straight line, he is very effective. I mean, yeah, and J.K. Dobbins is the best. Is, J.K. Dobbins is the best of these three guys. Easily. Yeah. yeah, and he can do it all. I mean, he he's he's looks more and more like Ray Rice every time I see him. I'd love to see him catch in the pass game. Backfield a little more too. Um, and I, I I mean I love what I've seen from Justice Hill the last couple of weeks too. And honestly, every time he's gotten carries, he's looked good. And I I know that a few weeks ago we kind of were like incredulous that he kept seeing the field here and there. But um, what I saw last week, and then I just from watching week 17 tape against the Steelers last from last year. Um, Justice Hill can play too. So uh, they've got four good backs that uh, are, you know, Ingram is like we've said a bunch of times here, seems to be on his way out a little bit or should be getting less and less carries. Isn't exactly happening, but um, you have to be excited about the future with Dobbins at least. And we've got options to get a little rotation going and everybody was hot tonight. So everybody yeah. was on the football with ease. So. And sh- uh, shout out to the revolving door offensive line that played very well tonight as well. Um, that too. Um, so Pass protection uh, was never going to be exceptional, but they did it well enough. And to your to exactly what you said earlier, um, Lamar, I felt like his sense of when to just take over and just go run and take off was better tonight than it has been earlier in the season. And um, I think last year you had a ton of clean pockets, and this year that hasn't necessarily been the case. Um, you never want your young quarterback to be running for his life, but when you have the skill set that Lamar does, you got to take advantage of it. And I think he did that on a, there were a couple of long third downs that he, he moved the sticks by just saying, fuck this, I'm taking off. I'm going to beat you to the, to the sticks. Um, even came down to like one-on-ones with guys by the sideline uh, with three or four yards left to go. And he just was a better, just better athlete than them. And yeah, it just, like he was playing ball. Like this is what he's done his whole life. And um, I think sometimes you get caught up in what you're supposed to be when you get to the NFL sometimes. And um, maybe earlier this year that kind of caught up to him and, and a night like tonight was just an opportunity for him to just, you know, go back out there and just play his kind of football. And that's exactly what he did. He, yeah. He had that want to, like he talked about after, I think it was the Titans game where like they wanted it more. I, it looked like he, was kind of willing yeah. that like, I, I want it. I'm going to get these extra yards. I'm going to fight for these extra three or four yards. Like you were talking about. Yeah. It's also, just, it's also just one of those things where, you know, as the quarterback, maybe you're supposed to throw for it on third and eight. And that's, as you said, you know, that's what you're supposed to be. But if you're all time and he is an all time rushing quarterback, do, do what you're put out there to do. It doesn't matter how you get it. Yeah. You don't have to throw it 20 yards down the field if you like your Aaron Rodgers and pick it up or like, even like Mahomes, you just got to go get a first down and continue a drive mm-hmm. on third down. And I just, I, that was encouraging. Cause I felt like he was more in control of that throughout last year where he picked and chose his spots. Um, and I think this year he was sort of forcing it a little bit, maybe feeling like, and maybe feeling like disrespected more as a passer and wanting to prove that wrong. He's just kind of pushing in the wrong direction. But but especially also on this team where you don't have a DeAndre Hopkins out there to bail you out, or you don't have a a Mike Evans out there um, to bail you out. You don't have some of these, like, top, top, uh, Devontae Adams, even, like, Stephon Diggs, what Stephon Diggs has done for Josh Allen this year. He doesn't have anybody like that. Um, And at some point, the Ravens are going to need to get him someone like that if they really want to make him as good as they can make him. But it's not what he has right now, so – 
Uh, the Ravens now move, and we will talk about it more on the, the regular shows we come up through. Uh, a huge game uh, with the Cleveland Browns. Will the Browns call it their Super Bowl? That's really the question. I also I want it known I'm fully on the fuck the Browns train. So I'm I'm ready I'm, for yeah, it. Yeah. I'm very anti Baker Mayfield now. That I I I, I have the driving that train back in my crosshairs like I did previous to last season when the Ravens were coming off of winning division title and there was at one point like Tony Jefferson just went off on Twitter on Browns fans and he was right to do it like mm-hmm. we were the defending AFC North champions and the Browns went out and they got Odell Beckham and, and, you know, got some other guys and they were thought they were all world. I mean, they, they were, they won the off season. Congrats. Yeah. They had the sports illustrated covers. They were, right. they were exactly. So I, I, most of my life, I have felt sorry for the Cleveland Browns and in that off season, I didn't, I was sick. Of mm-hmm. them. I'd had enough of them. And um, I started to kind of feel sorry for them again, to be honest, for a little bit there. Late last season, we were just kind of – I mean, what we did to him in late in the first half of that game, late in the season last year, where uh, Lamar hit Andrews for, like, two touchdowns in the last mm-hmm. 30 seconds of the half was, like – that was you could just hear their soul crippling as <laughs> when that happened. And I felt sorry for him again. And now they're kind of, like, think they're the hot shit. And, uh, you know, people remember 38-6 to six earlier this season. I'm sure they'll remember. And it's like we remembered – uh, whatever that score was early last season when they got us, but um, we're gonna come to play. Yeah, just, just no particular reason why I hate them or anything, but it's it's so just just so we're on the same page going into next week. Sure, we're, this is a fuck Baker Mayfield podcast now. Okay, if it wasn't okay. before, it is now. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> okay, eight fifteen Monday night football. That's where that's where you'll have it. That's where you can bring all that emotion. Uh, and we'll be back this week. Um, for another show that will break down that game and do a variety of other things. Um, and we'll, maybe, we, we, maybe we'll talk a little college basketball as Illinois finishes off Duke here in front of me. You hate to see it. You're sticking the finger up, Banks. You got one more I do. That, that just means I have a, like a bullet points here that I, I got I to gotta get off my chest. Joe Buck, clean it up, buddy. Clean it up. You can't be doing that with my guy. We're talking about, what, 76 straight field goals under 40 yards? Come on. Like, Aikman is, is not absolved from this either. He was laying it on thick. <laughs> Both of the best was they were, they were going back and forth. They're like, does the jinx go to me? Does it go to you? Who did it go to? Fuck that. <laughs> Fake ass hair. Every announcer does do it every year. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest. Yeah, but he laid it on thick. You knew he was going to miss it at that point. Like, even the, the JT the Great, like, once you say it that much, you're just an asshole. You're just being an asshole. Oh, man. Buck knew what he was doing. It was good. I think he, he, he <laughs> an extra point that just came inside the bar. And I was like, Oh, we got a nasty, nasty elements out there um, here in Baltimore tonight. And uh, I just knew, I just knew that it just was not going. Come on, clean it up. Be better. That the last thing you needed, you needed to hash out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I, we, Probably a discussion for, for later this week, but we have to figure out what's up with Marquise and whether or not he earned his name back or not. Not against the Cowboys. Mm. Okay. All right. We could talk about that. We could talk about that. We'll table that. We'll table that. We're going to table that because I got to think about that a little bit. Okay. 
We call that a tease in the business. So make sure, sure to, to listen to the show whenever we record it. We'll see when we do, we'll do that. It will come out before Monday. It will be a preview of Browns Ravens. We will talk about other things as well. Um, and we'll continue to roll as the, as the Ravens hopefully can get a win over the Browns on Monday. Make sure to follow the awesome content that our great intern is pumping out on Exit 52 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the guys, Barstool Banks. He's having a great Banks. week, that intern. Yeah, you went after him a little bit earlier today, though. Yeah. He, yeah. But yeah. You know, overall, you got to keep him in check every once in a while. But overall, sure. he's killing it. He's having a great sure. week. So. Uh, as are you at Barstool Banks, as is Eric at E-D-I-T-T-I-22 on Twitter. You can follow me at Taylor Smythe 10 and we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast.